When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Of the NFL season is underway alongside Super Bowl champ John King. I am Tim Murray. Halftime in the nation's capital, or not really, Landover, Maryland. But, you know, it's the team that says they play in Washington, D.C. And that football team is up 14-10 to 10 over the New York football giants, Sean King. And my condolences to anyone who had under 20 or Giants plus three in the first half. J.D. McKissick into the end zone with 21 seconds to go on third and one from the Giants two. And apparently Mr. Heineke audibled into that run play with no timeout, Sean King. It shows a lot of confidence. It also shows that maybe luck is just, or Lady Fortune or whatever you call it, is on his side because they did not have any timeouts. If that doesn't result in a touchdown, almost (laughs) impossible to get the offense off field goal team on and kick the field goal. Having said that, I thought Heineke was very fortunate in the first half. You look at his statistics, 17 of 21, 162 yards and a touchdown. But he's really been inaccurate with the football. His guys are making some tremendous catches, and it's working out for him. And the big pitchers, the Giants are pretty bad. Giants are not a very good football team. It'll be interesting. Saquon doesn't look healthy. They don't look confident in using him. Uh, Daniel Jones 
still just looks like kind of a, a backup type quarterback. I don't see any pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for this Giants team this season. He made a couple good reads. I felt like they did the read option. Uh, he had that a long run, which we thought holding. was a touchdown downfield hold on on one of the wide receivers gets called back, leads to a uh, leads to a field goal for the Giants. I mean, the Giants had an opportunity with the ball inside the thirty yard line of Washington. Mm-hmm. They get called for what a false start. Then get they sacked. get sacked, get pushed out of field goal range. <laughs> Washington goes down and scores uh, after that Giants. Uh, that drive failed. So our second half line here at Circa is Washington at a pick. So you're looking at Washington winning this game by four, uh, juice to Washington minus 120, and a total of 20 and a half. So uh, your pregame total in this one dropped all the way to 41, Sean. So right now, if you played the under, you're not feeling great because the second half line is saying this game is going over by, by about a touchdown yeah. right now. That is where it stands. But 14 to 10, um, you know, from your assessment of, of what you've seen in this first half, would you be inclined to take Washington in this second half at a pick? Yes. Yes. I think the Giants had the momentum in the first quarter. I think they lost it. I think they've allowed Heineke now to gain confidence. I think Rivera and the staff have full and total confidence in him. Uh, Washington has kind of gotten the four-point lead without Antonio Gibson, who's arguably their best player on offense, being very involved. So yeah. I'm sure they're going to come back and feature him. You know, I don't know where the Giants will turn for point production. You know, Galladay doesn't seem to be a great fit for what they want to do offensively. Like I mentioned earlier, Saquon is either not healthy or they're not confident. You know, and Jones just airmailed him. Behind, uh, Galladay yeah. too on a on a, and, on a good route. And, and if you're honest, if you're just honest with yourself. It's what we are on this show. When you watch Daniel Jones, he looks like a solid backup quarterback. Mm. And so if you're the Giants, it's, I mean, you're trying to find small victories. You're trying to find something to hang your hat on. I just don't know what it is with this team. If they're not going to use Saquon and eliminates them being an elite run team, they're obviously not going to be an elite pass team because they have a very subpar offensive line, average to below average group of receivers and extremely average on defense. So I would say you are in a similar category of as Brad Evans. Not a big believer in the New York football team. Not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> hey, I will say this. I chickened out and did not take Washington as my survivor for this week selection. However, I think I'm regretting it. No, it was the right call. No, I thought Washington was a better team than the Giants. It's a four-point game. I Washington know. was losing and early on in this game, if you had Washington, now I, I'm sure there's some people that took Washington. I just think I think there's a way to maneuver through this season and not need to use either one of these teams. I agree. I was looking at it more. I felt like I was going to be on the better side. They were at home. I believe in, Taylor, in, in uh, Heineke. And now I would have been into week three having used the Panthers and Washington. So now I have my entire allotment of Rams, 49ers, Chiefs, Bucks, you know, all the elite teams in the league to move to use going forward, which would have given me a huge advantage because a lot of people are going to get to week three having used Tampa and the Rams. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rams are the most popular choice in week one. Um, Panthers were up there, too. Yeah. I think um, they were fourth. That was, uh, that was, my that was one that, that got through. I utilized for two of them uh, in the more, more important nightcap. 
survivor. <laughs> um, as the second half is underway, and they're Sterling Shepard uh, across the middle of the field. You know, let me get your assessment, though, of Washington's defense, because early on in this game, very little um, pushback. And then we started to see it, a couple big sacks uh, from Washington. I, I just I continue to go back. I don't want to call them overrated because they're young. They've got a lot of talent, but they are overrated because there was just this assumption, Sean, that, oh, no, 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 Washington is is going to be, you know, a vaunted defense. Well, just look at the numbers last year. They've got talent. They've got pieces. They've got eventual stars. And, you know, we had Shane, uh, Sean Merriman in here. He loves Chase Young. I love Chase Young. He's a second-year guy. Mm-hmm. So I just... When you looked at what Washington has done, and even look at last week, they struggled at times against Justin Herbert, against quality players. Look, they may go on to win this game. What does that mean, ultimately? They beat the Giants, a team that you think, I don't know, bottom bottom five team, bottom ten team in the league. Pretty sure I take the Texans roster over the Giants. (laughs) Seriously. You love the Texans. You are high on the Texans. I'm not high on the Texans, but I like them more than the Giants. If, If I'm wrong, tell me. I've consistently said since we got together. I would together, just say that Saquon Barkley now. That I was not as confident that this Washington defense was elite. Have I not said yeah, that? I yeah, I think you and I have been in the same yeah. same boat there. And I said they're talented, but they have to prove it. Like they're not, I think the analogy I made was they're not the 01 Bucks. Right. They're not the Ravens. Bears. Right, the Ravens. Ray Lewis right. Ravens. Yeah. And I think people had kind of created that kind of trust quotient with them. Because the perception was they were elite. So I think now they're finding out that it's hard a, to play at that level. you got a ton of first-round picks across the front. and yeah, it, it, they'll get there. It's a good way to build your build your franchise. but um, They might want to guard the quarterback. You know what's on funny, though? As, as we're watching this game and, and the Giants are starting with the ball and they're into Washington territory, Sean, it's, it's almost a very college-esque offense that Jason Garrett is running. You're getting a lot of read options short passes. It doesn't feel like Daniel Jones is having to read the field very much. It's kind of crossing routes, you know, in the middle, find that soft part of the zone. If you're Jason Garrett, is that a is that an indictment on Daniel Jones or are you just saying that's what his strengths are? Let's just play to those. Let's not try to, you know, over uh let's not try to go crazy here. Let's say short medium uh reads Saquon coming out of the backfield, read option type of stuff. I mean, that's what seems to be successful. I think it's a right trifecta of things. Yeah. Not great on the offensive line. Don't want to put them in a situation to have a lot of seven-step drops. Think the quarterback is limited, and you don't have elite targets at wide receiver. The play calling looks like that's what Jason Garrett believes. Yeah. Because they look very different than they did in Dallas when he had all first-rounders on the front line and Ezekiel at running back and Dak at quarterback and – they're pretty explosive and dynamic. This doesn't look like that. This looks like a team that's trying to get the game to the fourth quarter and have a chance to win it. And that offensive line, as, as you watch it, if you're watching it right now, I mean, they, they, made, a, they made a tweak. Billy Price uh, got the start tonight at center once upon a time, I think a second-round pick by the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, but they're trying to figure out ways to get Saquon going. And, I mean, they just – the only ways to really do things, Sean, is, is that misdirection – you know, read option type of stuff. And, and clearly Washington is saying, if Daniel Jones is going to beat us with his legs, Let's do that's it. a risk we're willing to take. Yeah, and that's, that's been the case so far. And you know what? 
that's something if I was Jack Del Rio, I would probably think the same exact way. And here's the problem with that game plan. You end up in third and six, yeah. third and seven, third and five the entire game. And in that league, it's hard to convert those situations. It really is. So we'll see. If you can't get it in chunks, then sometimes it's hard to get it. I thought I, I think I saw statistics where the Patriots last week averaged nine plays and whatever it was, minutes per drive. Most in the NFL in both categories, but they only had 16 points. So they've got to find a way to be more explosive. It shows that Mac Jones is very consistent. It's very accurate that they can get the ball to different people, but it's hard to score in that league putting nine, ten play drives together every time. Sometimes you have to give your guys a break and do it in three plays. Have some big chunks. 14-10 right now. Washington leading the Giants. Uh, Giants opening the half with the ball in their hands. A penalty was just called on the football team. So a new set of downs inside the 35-yard line for Washington. Live line, Giants plus 140 on the money line. And the spread has come down to three and uh, right there, blown up on the edge. Hey, is that my guy, Jamin Davis? Oh, no, I it think wasn't. That's it was Bostic. That's Bostic from down in the muck, Come on. Florida. Shout out to Pahokee. Come on, and Jamin Davis. University of Where's Florida. my guy? He's where's, there. Where's my guy, Jamin Davis? I need some, I need some big plays. He made a couple tackles in pregame. <laughs> I need some big plays. Uh, we'll get you, keep you updated. We'll take a look at the prop market, how that has fared. Also, Washington and the Giants, not the only game going on and not the only game that had spread implications at the half. 14-10, Washington up on the Giants. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. It's the Nightcap here on VEASAN. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Giants have cut the deficit down to one. Graham, Graham Gano, don't you know? 14 to 13. Now the lead for the Washington football team. That's Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. I'm Tim Murray. And, you know, I saw a lot of chatter, a lot of squawking out of, uh, out of the D.C. area today. Ah, it's been raining all day. Lock up the under. Doom and gloom. And I just texted a buddy of mine who lived there, and I said, you know what? I feel like a 31-28 game is coming our way. It's 14-13 with 9.07 to go in the third quarter. Uh, the total closed at 41. You're looking at an in-game around 44.5, so not that far over what was the uh, pre-flop in-game, or pre-flop total, but a 14-13 score now after a drive from the Giants. And uh, take a look at what we've seen so far. Daniel Jones, you know, it's funny. This is why you have to watch the games, and this is why you always preach that, and that's why you don't look at box score. I mean, you do as a – you could utilize it sometimes, but if someone just blindly looked at the box score and said, Daniel Jones, 13 of 16, he's rushed for 82 yards, must be playing pretty well. Mm -hmm. I mean, every pass, Sean, is low to his receivers. It's interesting. And nothing is going downfield. All of his have been low. Mm -hmm. All of Heineke's have been high. Right. (laughs) But, you know, and I think, you know, you have two young quarterbacks. It's a big stage. 
I thought Heineke looked a little, I don't want to say he was frazzled early, but he didn't look calm. He didn't mm-hmm. look confident like he did in the playoffs against Tampa. But, you know, he, his guys bailed him out. I think this second half we're going to see a better version of him, so I expect Washington to start to create some separation here. So right now on the live line, you get Washington minus one and a half. Oh, I'd love that. Minus 165. All right, we'll put you in at the Tim Murray Sportsbook just to keep tabs on it. Uh, DraftKings right now, Washington minus one and a half. So I'll put Washington minus one and a half, Sean. And that is at 9-1 in the first and the third quarter. Um, Can I give a shout out? Yeah, go for it. Shout out to Jennifer King. If I'm not mistaken, Jennifer is the only female position coach in the National Football League, and she's running backs coach for Washington. Washington football team, yeah. yeah. I did a clinic with her. Did you? Yeah. No relation? No relation. I tried to find somewhere in the family tree. I wanted <laughs> you're to tell like, her, you're smart. I want to tell her yeah. genius came from us, but <laughs> couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, what were you saying in the break? J.D. McKissick to yeah, score it was a plus touchdown. 500 to Woo! score a touchdown tonight. Yeah, it's always those hindsight situations. Yeah. You're like, man. Aaron, Aaron convinced me to take Gibson to score twice. I mean, I could have... Well, that was Brad. Brad was all over that. Brad loved him some Anto- Antonio Gibson. And right now, Gibson, this is surprising. He has not been a factor. Seven carries for 28 yards. He has two receptions for four yards. So if you played yardage props, which was, I think, combined last night, well, at least we spoke to Brad, it was 90. Uh, his rushing yards, 67 and a half. His combined, I'll try here, 88 and a half. Yeah. You got some work to do. Now, a big play could help you out, uh, obviously, but... Uh, you got some work if you have the Antonio Gibson over on rushing yards or receiving and rushing yards. You need some. Uh, you need some work. And J.D. McKissick has been getting a lot of uh, a lot of activity. Uh, but a three and out here for Washington gives the ball back to the Giants midway through the third quarter. Uh, as that looked like a, a bit of a broken off route there from Terry McLaurin. I will <laughs> say this for Terry McLaurin fantasy owners. He's the first half. Uh, Taylor Heineke is is their godsend yeah. because he is getting the ball to McLaurin. Take a look at those props if you're looking to uh, watch it on vcin.com. He's already over on his receptions. Yeah. He's got uh, he's got seven receptions, 64 yards, so still has a couple yards to go for his receiving yards. But it has been a, a busy day for Terry McLaurin with already seven receptions and uh, 64 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, uh, talented. You know, I don't know where he ranks right now as far as is he top 20 in the league at receiver, yeah, but know. he's one of those up-and-coming guys that's extremely talented. talented. Can I say something about Antonio Gibson, and I think it applies to Ezekiel Elliott as well, mm-hmm. and it's one of the reasons that I give Sean Payton so much praise. I've heard a lot of national conversation about Ezekiel Elliott not being the same. His performance against Tampa had nothing to do with him. They didn't put him in positions to be successful. Tonight, so far... Washington hasn't put Antonio Gibson yeah. in a position to be successful. So, like, sometimes these guys are super talented, but they're not with a creative play caller, and their game and production suffers. I said that just to say this is why Sean Payton is elite, because you never watch a Saints game, and Alvin Kamara doesn't get the ball on a screen, on an outside run, an inside run, split out in the passing game. Like, Payton is the best in the business at making sure that his best players – are very hard to defend. Yeah, and this surprises me, to be honest. I mean, Scott Turner, uh, I'm a fan of Scott Turner. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like his play call. And, and you look at last year. I know year, his dad more than I know him. North, yeah. yeah. I mean, North was North, longtime Washington football team right. head coach. Coach uh, and family. The brother Ron was head coach of Illinois, right? 
Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but uh, so Scott. Yeah, Scott has uh, Scott was great last year, I thought, in involving Antonio Gibson. So it, it's been kind of dumbfounding and head scratching here tonight. Uh, you do wonder, and I, I mentioned this to Brad. I just wondered about the ta- the the Taylor Heineke effect, right? He's got the ability with the legs. It's a little bit of a different game call. Uh, but right now, 14-13 is where we stand. It was a three and out by Washington. And you're looking at a live line at DraftKings right now. Washington minus one, minus 150 on the money line. Total at 43 and a half. So a big drive coming up here for Does the New York Does Heineke even have a rushing yard? Has, has he left the pocket? So far, he uh, has he has two carries for four yards. Yeah. That's it. A lot of times, young quarterbacks fall into the trap when they get this opportunity. They want everybody to know they can be a pocket quarterback instead of just playing their game. Like part of his appeal is the fact that he can extend plays and make plays with his legs. If if I was Scott, I'd go out of my way now to get him some bootlegs, get him out of the pocket, get him moving around a little bit. You know, tell him hey, if on third down two, if the guy's got outside leverage and McLaurin's running a corner route. They're throwing the ball away. Let's step up in the pocket and see if we can pick up two yards with our feet. So. Well, it, and I, you know, Daniel <laughs> Daniel Jones, his rushing yard prop tonight was twenty one and a half. Yeah, he's slightly over that. He's got eighty two, <laughs> and that's what one called back for right. about sixty. I mean, he yeah. I mean, he's got a, a long of forty six, and that would have gone longer uh, if not for uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, did you think that was holding? I kind of thought it was ticky tack. Yeah, I thought that was a little ticky tack. Ooh. Almost as we saw. If I'm the receiver coach, I'm furious at my receiver because it was unnecessary. Right. He had positioning on him. He kind of took the laser we out and grabbed the jersey when he didn't need to. Right. And that was a pivotal play because yeah. it was it would have made it 14 to seven. Uh, we just saw Daniel Jones was a go ball. go a little bit downfield and pass interference and uh, uh, just over the shoulder of Kenny Galladay. So second and ten now coming up uh, for the Giants. That's his first attempt of over 20 yards in this game. They're showing the stats right now on the broadcast. Nine, he's thrown 10 of his 17 passes under 10 yards, and then he drops the snap. Uh, flags rolling in as a false start here. Why wouldn't you want to mimic Andy Dalton? If I could go back and do it all over again, I'd never throw the ball over 10 yards. Just keep getting completions, and eventually you're going to get fired because they're not going to win, but somebody will sign you back. <laughs> <laughs> See how they're trying to make plays. Well, Mark Brunel, Mark Brunel made uh, set a record for like 22 consecutive completions, and I think all of them were under 10 yards once upon a time. That was when he was old. When he yeah, was young, he was a slinger. That was when he was on yeah, Washington. Yeah, he was a late in, he was late in his yeah, career. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, he used to chunk that thing in Jacksonville. Yeah, so 14-13 is where we stand midway through the third quarter. Obviously, we'll keep tabs on this game, but I mentioned there is another football game going on tonight. Uh, a game in the preseason that I thought had uh, conference title implications. Well, I mean, it just it, you know it's a MAC versus Sun Belt. It's it's a unique matchup where I thought both teams, and I guess they still could, uh, be vying for championships in their conference. Uh, Lafayette loses their opener, then barely squeaks out against Nickel State. Ohio loses as a four touchdown favorite last week. The Duquesne loses by twenty as a favorite week one to Syracuse. But the reason I bring this game up is 28-7. I took a little bit on Ohio, so uh, not not feeling great there. But what number did you get? I got 19 and a half. So I got late. I got a bad number. Uh, you could have got as hot as good was, as. They didn't open at 21 like, uh, like Sunday. Our our good friend Brad Powers said he'd got 22. And yeah, and then it was down to 18 and a half. Yeah. I think it kicked. It was some steady steady money coming in on Ohio. But I mentioned to start the show that if you had Giants plus three in the first half. My condolences. 
Well, if you had Ohio plus 10 and a half first half, that was even worse. It was 14 to 7, three seconds to go. Levi Lewis is the starting quarterback baller, by the way, for Louisiana. He gets hit and stopped with three seconds to go at the two-yard line, and they go for it. Final play of the half, and they get a touchdown. Instead of kicking a field goal, which would have kept you as a cover, they instead go for it, and it was a questionable call, uh, but ultimately goes the way of the uh, Raging Cajuns. And Smart they coaches know what the spread is. There you go. First half spread goes Keep to Lafayette. I'm not happy. 14 to 13, where we stand at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland, and the Giants are trying any way possible to get the run game going. We're looking at jet sweeps to Sterling Shepard. <laughs> Not working. <laughs> the only effective run game right now is Daniel Jones. <laughs> Who would have thought it? One point lead for Washington, six minutes to go in the third quarter. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. It's the nightcap here on VSIN. This is the Nightcap on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 a month. Sign up now, VEASAN.com backslash subscribe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pause. Um, you're snake bit right now. Me? Yeah. Because right before you did the read, you uh-huh. said Ohio's. Oh, yeah. Keeping them in it. And they fumbled. <laughs> <laughs> and Louisiana has the ball. What have you told me constantly? Stop <laughs> betting on bad, bad teams. teams. Bad teams do bad I, things. I will, uh, full disclosure. This might have been my smallest bet of the week. Oh, I got it. It I was just, you. let's, I, I had, you know, uh, are you a Seinfeld fan at all? I kind of, I appreciate right. the fact that that fan base is that large. Yeah. Well, if there, I'm being honest and truly transparent, I don't think I've ever watched the episode was, of Seinfeld. There was, a, there was a segment where they were talking about the the days of, the, you know, feel. Like, okay. Like, Tuesday has no feel. Right. You know, they go into that. I had no feel for this Washington Giants game. Last, I'll say last second. I like the over, but I was too late. I didn't play it. So I am so glad Can't you cr- guys talked me out of taking Washington. <laughs> oh, now, now he's <laughs> singing our praises. Watch, Heineke's going to drive him down the field, get him a touchdown here. So while we were at break, Daniel Jones said, wait, what's that? Back up who? I'm sorry. Is former Tampa Bay Buccaneer Call quarterback? Call me a backup? Call me a backup? Let me just unleash the Child, cannon, please. and he was <laughs> rifling it. Rifling. He he dropped a dime to Darius Slayton perfectly into his hands. Uh, great route by Slayton, beat William Jackson the third, and uh, the Giants now have a twenty to fourteen lead with four and a half minutes to go. Look at the live line. The Giants now a favorite at minus two and a half money line minus one ninety five at DraftKings over under. Sitting at 48 and a half. Once again, this thing closed at 41. Having seen what you've seen, mm-hmm. what right now with those live odds, in your opinion, is the best bet? 
I think Washington money line. I would still, I would say plus 160. You know, we'll see what this drive does. But if you could take it right now, I, I would take a little flyer on Washington. Um, you know, Heineke is a, is a gamer as this ball almost is intercepted. <laughs> as you said, I'm snake bit apparently yeah. today. Heineke has so, been extremely late on a lot of his throws. Like, that's where they're behind the receivers. Now the ball's been behind him and high. He's been late. Like, I don't know if he's not processing it quick enough, but he's been, he's been late. He's got to speed up his internal clock a little bit. You know, got to get that ball out. He's making the right reads. He's just making them late. I think they got bailed out with pass interference there, too, by the yeah. way. Yeah. So we will, uh, yeah, it looks like, yep, it yeah, came early. So we will see. If 20 to 14 looks like the Giants can be called for a penalty. Uh, we do have uh, Louisiana and, oh, there we go, a little interception. Just keep it within the number, Bobcats. Wow. As you notice, when you said that Lewis was a baller, I didn't respond. You don't like Levi Lewis? I don't dislike him, but I don't love him. He's not in For that. the Sun Belt, I feel like he's a he's been there. I don't know. I just He's not Carson Strong. Oh, Carson Strong plays in a better conference. Really? Plays in the Mountain West. Carson Strong. That's a game we should talk about this weekend. Carson I Strong. I texted you about a couple too. That I so Carson Strong and Nevada are heading to Kansas State. Manhattan to right. take on Kansas State. I am a big believer in Chris Kleiman. Me I too. think he's a tremendous coach. What he did at North Dakota State immediately coming into Kansas State kind of changed things up there. And that win over Stanford just looks better and better as uh, there's a little Antonio Gibson for your life. Um, so I was going to get to this with Kenny. We didn't have time. We were you know talking about other games. Uh, but you know this is a fascinating spot where Carson Strong's getting a ton of buzz in these mock drafts. Mm-hmm. Some even have him as the number one quarterback. I, I don't know. I, I, I leave that to you. I think a lot of it will depend on who declares. Like, you know, this year's going to be interesting because you have, you know, Spencer, Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma. You have uh, I want to say like Malik the top, Willis from Liberty. The top six or seven will have the option of coming back to school. So it'll be interesting to see who decides to do what. But this game, I, I, this is definitely an under-the-radar game. We'll get to the big boy games here in just a second. But you spent, you said Carson Strong, and I, I just had to get to this game because I go back and forth because Skylar Thompson's out for Kansas State. Kenny tweeted out, Kenny White tweeted out, that that's a four-and-a-half-point swing in the, in the spread for Kansas State. Will Howard comes in. Will Howard had his moments last year when, when Skylar Thompson was hurt. Skylar Thompson is, is a more talented quarterback. But I haven't bet this game yet. But I've just been staring at it thinking, you're giving me points with Kansas State at home against Nevada? With a great coaching staff. With a great coaching staff. And you know they're playing it up. They're playing that up. They don't think we're going to win. Kansas State went off as a three-point favorite on a neutral against Stanford. And now they're a two-point home dog to Nevada? Yeah, I'll be honest. I'll be honest with you. I was leaning Kansas State until I went and watched Nevada and Carson Strong can ball. Yeah, and those receivers can play with anybody. Yeah, like so, I just probably will sit this one out. Okay, you know, if the quarterback, if Thompson was healthy, then I'd say okay. I just I feel like when you bet these kind of games and the backup plays bad, you just feel so stupid. You're like, I didn't even have to do that. Yeah. You know, because it matters. It matters. Well, it, the quarterback turns the ball over one or two times, makes a. A missed throw in the red zone, they get a field goal instead of a touchdown in a competitive game. You know, the starter would have made like that stuff matters a lot to me. Well, and I just go back to week one when Nevada played Cal, and Cal was a home dog in that again. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Cal was a short favorite, I believe. I think they were a three point favorite, uh, short favorite. 
and everybody was on Nevada. You know, Matt Humans was on Nevada. A lot of our, you know, people here. I, I sat it out, um, but I was like, oh, come on, Al, Justin Wilcox, that defense, they'll figure it out. Went up fourteen nothing. Cal did, and Nevada outscored them twenty two to three to close out the game. And strong, you know, three hundred twelve yards in that game. So yeah, Here, he, here's what I think. He about, can ball out, man. Here's what I think about college football. Whatever your opinions were coming into week one, you probably should stick with those opinions through week three. For instance, Oregon State. Uh, one of our guests extremely high on Oregon State. They went to Purdue, failed to cover Lost by a few nine. points. Yeah, late, but, late touchdown in that game. But they came back the next week, covered against Hawaii. Yeah. You know, it, they well, smashed Hawaii. Right. A lot of people didn't think Stanford was that good. Well, They took Kansas State in that game. Yep. Came back. Stanford shows up. Switch of quarterbacks. Beats USC. Now, what do you do with Stanford at Vanderbilt, I think it's like minus twelve. You got to either lay it or stay away. I, I think I think Stanford's found something there. But the Stanford conundrum to me was I just couldn't figure it out because I think David Shaw is one of the better coaches in college football. Yeah, Tavika uh, is one of the better young so minds. The offense coordinator. I just I couldn't figure out. I'm like they've kind of <laughs> stunk here for a couple years. Last year was a weird year, COVID, all that. But the year prior weren't really that competitive. But now they've got. Uh, Tanner, I think it's McKee in there, mm-hmm. and he looks like he's a good player. By the way, Washington had a big uh, penalty, uh, pushed him back. They kick a field goal. So with a minute 30 to go in the third quarter, Giants defense holds 20-17 to 17 after a 49-yard Dustin Hopkins field goal. So once again, if you played the under, uh, you are not feeling great because that thing closed at 41, and there's 37 points on the board with 16 and a half minutes to go in this football game. It is a missed opportunity for Washington. You know, maybe it was the Giants that got confidence at halftime. That first drive looked, yeah. you know, really good. It looked completely different. Yeah. It didn't look anything like what we saw in the first half. So we'll see. I mean, it's, it's a nip and tuck game. It's a division game. You know, history says that the Giants will find a way to win it. Whether they won the last four, five, in, in, five in the series, I think in the last 20. Daniel Jones, I believe, I, I'm trying to remember the stat. I think he's 4 0 against Washington and like Four and eighteen against everybody else. So that's what you know. And, and another reason I stayed off. I was Still like, in the signals. Yeah, I'm just gonna stay away from this one. So twenty to seventeen right now is the score. Let's take a look at your live line. Uh, it is Giants minus two and a half money line down. So Washington plus one twenty and Giants minus one fifty. Huge defensive uh, spot here for the Washington football team. As you know, you look at that last drive. Going through the air, a beautiful pass to uh, to Darius Slayton, uh, Sterling Shepard. If you played his props, and I think I think Brad was on him, Aaron Oster was on him. Um, Sterling Shepard over his receiving yards and his receptions, seven receptions, sixty-five yard. Uh, I believe that our good friend Brad Evans was on that, so cashing that. He still needs some work, but Antonio Gibson had a couple big runs there, and now he's up quietly up to fifty-two yards. Yeah, yeah. so. His over-under tonight was 67 and a half. what happens when you get good running backs the ball more often. <laughs> yeah, it's stunning, right? <laughs> it is absolutely uh, stunning. So 20 to 17, 90 seconds to go in the third quarter, and you're looking at a live line of, of plus 120 for Washington, buyback minus 150 for the Giants. A total now of 49 and a half, so eight and a half points more than the pre-flop total. Most importantly... Your Ohio Bobcats. They the scored. Ohio Bobcats have scored a touchdown, baby. Wow. Ooh, I like yeah. the sound effects. Okay. Wow. okay. Let's go, Bobcats. And what number do you have, 20? 19 and a half. Okay. So I didn't get the best number. Would have loved. I waited. You know, I waited to get to 21. 
It never came. It was going the opposite. <laughs> I was direction. like, oh, it's going the wrong way. All right, I got to get 19 and a half just to make this interesting. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Come on back right here on the Nightcap. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. 
Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. Indeed helps you hire great people fast. Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. That's according to Talent Nest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Alongside Super Bowl champion Sean King, I'm Tim Murray here in downtown Las Vegas at the Circus Sportsbook. A pretty good crowd tonight yet again for a Thursday nighter with two teams that have yeah, pretty good fan bases, but you know, Eastern, Eastern teams. Um, Got to get to, uh, well, we'll get to, I'm really intrigued by your boys this weekend, Green Wave. Me too. I'm intrigued. So we'll, we'll get to that. Tulane, yeah. uh, for those who do not know, taking on Matt Corral, who is now number two in the Heisman odds. And Sean, I was going to save this, but let's hold on one sec. 20 to 17 right now, end of the third quarter. Giants leading the Washington football team. They are now three-point favorites on the live line. I'm telling you, Daniel Jones must have had a must have Vison on in his helmet because he looks like a different quarterback. <laughs> He's zipping it in there. Hey. I mean, there this the, the Jason Garrett offense. Credit to Daniel Jones looks. I wouldn't say inept, but looked like a college offense. Read options, short passes, and now he throws a touchdown to Darius Slayton. He's zipping the ball all over the place. He's looking much better right now. He does. He does. This is one of those flashes. We'll see if, if it's sustainable or can it be sustained. I don't think that's what Giant Nation is hoping. They want to pull for Daniel Jones. Can you imagine if the Daniel Jones experiment doesn't work? Oh, yeah. And now you're back at square one without a quarterback. I'm pulling for him. The what? throw he made to the tight end down the middle that was right over the head of Bostick, that was beautiful. Yeah. That was beautiful. Um, just looking back at that draft, you had Kyler go one to Arizona. Daniel Jones went six to the Giants, and Josh Allen went seven. Yeah, and then Dwayne ha- like- and then Dwayne Haskins went fifteen, and that experiment already ended. Yeah, that already ended. <laughs> that one and that the, did not work. The thing to me was how I guess I'm trying to think of a word I'm looking for to describe what the Giants were. The outside criticism because a lot of people criticized taking Daniel Jones there and yeah. they were adamant that he was the best quarterback in that draft that they had got their franchise guy I, I don't want to call it stubborn necessarily but like they had like this we know more than you aura that's kind of Dave Gettleman's from, MO right. yeah. you know that, that's who he is is you know I always yeah I always know more um so because that wasn't like a supported Theory oh. in that draft that Daniel Jones was better. There was a lot of or in- a better project. There was a lot of intrigue by Josh Allen about Josh Allen because of the you know the the big arm, uh, but there was unknowns. Right? right, he played at Wyoming, and then Dwayne Haskins put up those uh, massive numbers, but especially towards the end of that year, there Ohio were a lot State. of questions about uh, Dwayne Haskins and um, different evaluations out there. Daniel Jones just kind of uh, biggest thing working for him was his connection to David Cutcliffe at Duke and the Mannings. That was his, I mean, that was really, I mean, he had good numbers at Duke too, but uh, big spot here. We'll see what uh, the Giants' 
opt to do. It's going to be fourth and short. You punt 100% of the time here. They're at the 31. You punt 100% of the time. You're not punting at the 31-yard line. I thought it was the 41. No, no, no. No, they're at the 31. <laughs> this oh. is field goal range. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't, yes. You sure? That looks like 36s. So this is going to be a 50-yard field goal. Okay. Graham Gano, former Washington football, uh, 52-yarder. So it's, a, it's kind of no man's land. Fourth to three, I would have went for it. And he drills it. Straight down the middle. Drills it. So 23 to 17, and that is where we stand right now. I am now. so glad that I have friends like Tim Murray and Aaron Oster and Ben Standig ben and Brad Evans. Yeah, they told me not to take Washington in Survivor. Thank you, guys. I don't care what happens. Listen, they can go on a drive right now and end up winning the game by two touchdowns. It does not matter. Thank you guys for talking me off the ledge. You know, ESPN, I would appreciate if you didn't show the quarterback of Ohio, show his stats, show the two touchdowns. I'm like, oh, did they throw another touchdown? No, they're punting the ball away. Twenty-eight <laughs> I'm, I'm in there. Tricking you. Really could have gone for that 21. Really could have gone for it. All right, quick check of the live line, then I want to bring something to your attention. Okay. Giants minus three, money line minus 200, buyback on Washington plus 160 at DraftKings, over-under sitting at 50. Uh, you're pretty much done if you played under 41. You're in a whole lot of trouble, 23 to 17, 13, 35 to go in the fourth quarter. So I mentioned Tulane. Okay. Big game this weekend. Ole Miss. Taking Oxford. on Ole Miss. Uh, Conference opponent Lane from Ole Miss. Kiffin said they're like an SEC team. And I don't know if this was already in the works, but Tulane said, SEC, you say? Well, that is a quinky dink. How about we roll out our old helmets with the mascot <laughs> greedy on it when we were in, were the, in SEC. the SEC? <laughs> All right, Sean King, Tulane Green Wave great. <laughs> and the back of the helmet, by the way, they will have a sticker that says SEC champs 34, 39, and 49. Yeah, we were in the SEC before Ole Miss. So now that you've seen these helmets all in on Tulane coming I'm, up on I'm Saturday. Always all in on Tulane, but a man has to have a code. And I've told you I do not I know, you don't bet, bet on Tulane. But all right. So a friend. Okay told you not to take Washington and Survivor tonight. Right. So you're my friend. Right. I know that you don't bet on Tulane. Yeah. But I'm staring at 14 and a half, and I'm very intrigued by Tulane. And I'll say this. It's actually down to 14, but I'm in the William Hill contest, and those are stale numbers. When right. they put them out, they're done, like the Circa Millions and, and the Super Contest. It's 14 and a half. Right. I am staring at it, and I want to take the green wave. So you don't have to tell me yay or nay. Just make your pitch on why this is going to be a competitive football game in addition to the spectacular helmets that they're going to be wearing. Well, I think Tulane can win outright. And I definitely would take the 14. I'd take it if it was 10. Like, I don't think there's any chance that this game gets out of hand. For one, I'm not a guy that believes Ole Miss is very good on defense. That's true. You know, when we've already gone up against a passing attack and talent on offense – that's even better than Ole Miss with uh, Oklahoma. So it's not going to come out and their speed is going to shock us or their ability to throw the ball to each part of the field is going to surprise us. So, you know, I, I like my squad in this one. I think we had a chance to win. I think it'll be a fourth-quarter game, 
And Tulane's going to have the ball with a chance to win the game. And we'll see what we learn from up in Norman. And, and can we close the deal this time? Now, I wanted this to, I really wanted this to be a look ahead spot for Ole Miss, but they have a bye next week. Then they play Alabama. It's still a look, it's still a look ahead. Those, those guys at Ole Miss, they're looking ahead to what day they get to go home next week. All of them are trying to get back to their hometown so they can go to the high school and watch the old high school play. <laughs> no, for real. This is what college kids do when the bye week is coming yeah. up. Yeah, so there's still a look-ahead game for them. There's no one in that locker room unless they have personal friends on the Tulane team that's as locked in as if this was Mississippi State or if this was Bama or if this was Georgia, no matter what Lane says. Yeah, that is a game because of the stale <laughs> lines. Now, it hasn't dropped much further than 14 and a half. That's about right. But to get that hook, in the William Hill context, Big. that's really attempting because at 14, I win. If it's a 14-point game, now, Willie Fritz, I feel like this is an opportunity like we saw against Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma game was different. They were they had a chance to win that game. Mm-hmm. But if you're down 21 at Ole Miss, I don't know. Willie Fritz ain't giving up. You know, this is an opportunity. This is ESPN. This is 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's a big-time game for the program, and I feel like they're going to want to do their best to make this, no matter how the game plays out, they're going to want to do their best to try to keep this thing competitive. The first six minutes of this game are the most important six minutes of the whole night. We just have to come out, match their intensity. We got those helmets. Crowd, How can you not the match crowd their to intensity? Believe in that this is going to be a real game, and we'll take it from there. You just, you just can't go out and have the big mistake. You know, quarterback throws a pick six, Ole Miss scores. You know, you go out, you drive, and you fumble. Like You got to get through that first six minutes clean. Do you have any gear with Greeny on them? I don't. I didn't. I, this is my first time actually seeing that. To really? Be yeah. <laughs> I mean, so he's not like, yeah, he's yeah. not part of the everyday. I saw that. I'm like, oh, we got to get that for the show. So I uh, love that. One of the many games we will keep an eye on, obviously, heading into the weekend. But an update. Look at those things. Those are. I actually like it. It's pretty what cool. What does the uniform look like? Is there, is, are they All just white. wearing the hat? No, they're wearing, yeah, I, I think they rocked some old uniforms, too. Okay. Uh, 23-17, Washington with the ball, 11 and a half minutes to go. Uh, Washington into Giants territory now at the 45-yard line. Entertaining game, just like the NFL wants. Two brand names and coming down to the wire. Giants trying to sneak out a win. Minus 170 right now. On the money line. We'll get you updated on everything you need to know at the top of the hour. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Washington and the Giants with the G-Men up six in the fourth quarter. Come on back right here on the Nightcap. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. 
People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.